The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome to Board of the Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the Brendan Huff and Dale Doback of gaming podcasts. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and still to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I am one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who is my roommate on the other side of the country. Josh, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well. I don't know who those people are, though. Uh, aren't they the two from Step Brothers? Oh, is that is their names? Characters? I think that's their character yeah, names. Step Brothers. <laughs> Josh, do you want to know a uh, uh, secret? Yeah. I've never seen Step Brothers. Whoa. That's a bigger surprise than me not knowing their names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder, I was wondering how big of a deal it was that, that you didn't even know their names. I'm sure Nathan but will call me out in bigger, Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a bigger deal than never having a burrito, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're probably cool, right. cool. Yeah, so I was looking for good things, and I realized I had never used this movie, though I probably should have used this movie a long ago in our little intro. And then I remembered and watching or in putting this together that I have never seen this movie. So then I felt I didn't know if it was appropriate for me to use because I don't really know if this is a great comparison, but I assume it is based off of, you know, the movie and what I know of the movie. Yeah. I I mean, I <laughs> it's it's not like it's a it's a good movie. As a as a millennial, you should have seen it. But that's that's just something that's in this culture. <laughs> yeah, I have discovered there are a lot of movies I should not, I should have seen that I have not, and a lot of movies I've seen that people have no idea what I'm talking about. Like and documentaries. That isn't meant to be, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of documentaries, and that isn't meant to be. Oh, I'm so trendy or I'm so hipster. Uh, I think I just miss out on mainstream things very very often. So. You know, eventually I'll get caught up. Maybe I'll eventually watch Step Brothers. I don't know if it's worth it. Is it worth watching? Yeah, of course. It's a, okay, it's a, I'm not a huge Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell fan, classic. Actually. Okay, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, though. Do you like John C. Riley? I don't mind John C. Riley. Uh, yeah, you could. You should skip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't. I, and I, I talked about it in Board with Everything that uh, when we did our little movie quiz that I had you do that. Yeah, Will Ferrell. I don't know. Has just never really done it for me. I don't not like him I'm yeah not like anti will ferrell my wife hates really him. Find him what's that my wife hates him she won't watch anything he's oh really mm. has he ever done like a dramatic role yeah stranger than fiction oh that's right which is a great movie that is a good movie i completely forgotten about that anyway <laughs> i bet you not a lot of people have seen that one probably not so there you go okay See, I you know I, I see movies I'm not supposed to versus movies I'm supposed to. Uh, Josh, how's your weekend been though? Anything exciting happen? Anything fun with the family? No, no. Uh, yes, no. I. <laughs> it's been a weekend. Uh, my seven-year wedding anniversary is tomorrow, so we celebrated that on Friday because we were both home and our son was in daycare. So we had a day where we went and had sushi for lunch and 
went shopping and had uh, pizza. Well, ate at a pizzeria for dinner. We didn't have pizza. Um, uh, I had a I had a wrap and she had a salad. <laughs> Uh, it I know. seems like maybe you should the, have gone to a pizzeria then. I don't know. The plan but. was to go there for pizza, but we were kind of still full from lunch, so we just had a, a lighter fare. Um, You're full from sushi all the way at dinner time? Yeah, well, I mean, we ate at 1 p.m. We had to pick up our son for 6, so we had to eat dinner at like 4.30. Oh, okay. That, I guess, is reasonable then. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then we played a board game, and then we went to bed because we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, being old is a, is a bummer for sure. There were... Many times this weekend, uh, still working on these stupid house projects that I'm trying to finish up, and I was telling myself, oh, I'm totally going to wake up early these, this weekend, and my body was just like, meh, we're just going to go to sleep, we're just going to keep sleeping, because sleep seems like a oh, great thing, though I missed that. I did get a lot done this weekend, I just <laughs> didn't quite get as much done as, as I was hoping to, but mm. I'll still take it as a win, it was a productive weekend overall, that's for sure. Nice. Good. It's supposed to get really warm again, which is, I'm not really looking forward to, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm okay with the temperatures as they are currently, but supposed to get back into the 80s at the end of the week. Really? It just seems stupid. Yeah, it's October. What's going on with this? We took the air conditioners out. Mm. So I think we're in, yeah, we're not getting past 70 for the next two weeks. So we're okay. We're good. <laughs> Temperature-wise here, at least. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you are okay, temperature-wise, yeah. at least. <laughs> I will say there was an interesting, I don't know, development, I guess. I, I had stayed up later Friday night. I think it was Friday night. Uh, I had stayed up later than I had anticipated staying up because uh, I was just working on some things and getting some stuff done. And before climbing into bed, I was like, oh, let's check out Twitter. You know, I haven't really looked at it all day. Checked out Twitter and wow, president had COVID. <laughs> okay. I was like, well, I guess that's one good thing about going to bed later than I'm supposed to. You get breaking news at like 11.30 p.m. That was pretty great. Yeah, so, the, not the great least shocking it, but... breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder how that happened. Is it because <laughs> you were just hugging people? <laughs> and I don't want anybody to be sick with COVID. I'm not saying that at all. But, you know, I, like you said, I'm not super surprised. So. Right. Yeah, it's a bummer. Everyone's sick. <laughs> and now we're told we're supposed to be ready to hunker down again soon. And I kind of was thinking, hmm, I don't know that I haven't stopped hunkering down really since March. But that's okay, I guess. I guess we can hunker down again. Even though I haven't really stopped hunkering down, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. That, is that just you guys? Because we haven't been told that. Oh no, this was uh, Doctor Fossey was oh, saying this. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So you know, every, well, you know how the administration listens to him. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> well, I just was very sad that I'd missed my opportunity. Apparently, to just be out and about. That opportunity has passed by me. Apparently, when that's unfortunate. I didn't. I didn't realize we were in that time. Yeah, you you definitely missed the opportunity. Like, I went to two restaurants on Friday, and we were the only people in both of those restaurants. Oh, really? So, uh, clearly, <laughs> some people are still hunkering down. It is interesting. I went to, not this weekend, but a couple weekends ago, we went and picked up Italian from like the, our favorite local Italian place. And... Um, they have, you know, way more like pickup and all that good stuff than they typically do. But, mm. I, you know, was masked up and went and just go pick up our order to go. And my goodness, was that place packed? Really? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That very, would scare me away from any place right now. Very, very full. So I just stood there at the, you know, at the entrance right by the thing for the pickup and got my food and left. But I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was very surprised at how many people were, were in there. It was very full. So 
you know, go Iowa. Woohoo. All right, Josh, anything <laughs> else you want to talk about before we get the official show rolling? No, stay safe, everybody. <laughs> stay safe, indeed. And enjoy Spooky October if you have Halloween this year, which maybe nobody will. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, we haven't been told yet whether we're having Halloween, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on Instagram, also Board with VG. We're a proud part of playing some video games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you've given us there thus far, and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG. But the most important thing is just that you listen, and maybe share our show with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Tower Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast, as well as all of the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. Josh, what is your first topic this week? So I figured it's time to go over a gaming recap, what I've been playing recently. Um, Just uh, give some recaps and talking points on said games. So I'm going to start with Spellbreakers, which is the Battle Royale game that is newest. It uses cell shaded anime style gra- uh, graphics, which makes the game look really nice. Uh, so, per- getting prepared for my extra life uh, stream, I had to set up my PC to stream because you can't just click stream on a PC and have Correct. that work. Uh, so, uh, speaking of uh, extra life, Josh, when yeah. are you uh, streaming for extra life? That is November 7th. I'll talk about that. I'll plug it for my plugs at the end. Perfect. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I had to set up. I had to download software and set up my Twitch on my computer to run. Uh, so, I used Spellbreakers as my test to make sure that it recorded. And I still have more tweaking to do. But um, I had played a match previously and got really excited that I won first place. And then I found out that your first match is mostly bots, I guess, apparently. Um, but you know, so that kind of got that victory got taken away a little bit. Um, so I went back and I played another match, which you can see on my Twitch, um, which is, uh, uh, I, (laughs) so I changed my Twitch name. I was like, why is my Twitch name? Josh bone seven one five. I should change it to my gamer tag. I should change it to why so serious. And then I misspelled it. So it's S I R R I I U S or something like that. But and I can't Uh-oh. change it for two months now. Nope. So it's stuck like that. Um but you can <laughs> you can catch the link uh, in my Twitter if you wanna see uh if you wanna get to my um Twitch page. Um uh so that, that video should still be on there if you want to watch my, my match. Um I th- I think I did pretty well. I think I scored t- finished in ninth, I believe. I, I, uh, I don't know. I felt pretty good. I got a good amount of kills. I really enjoy it actually. It's a pretty fun, like magey mage shooter like mm-hmm. third person. Um you have like a a moderate flight um instead of jump, more like a hover. Um but you get like a um, certain perks that you can only hold one perk and that some make you run faster some enhance things one of the ones i had was like a super f- like flying so like i could jump and then hold it and it would like shoot me across the map at a pretty decent pace 
Uh, you focus on the elements, so you have uh, poison, you know, the, the classic element, poison. Uh, yes. Poison, earth, wind, water, um, fire, and electricity. You can choose from them. Uh, each You can choose gauntlets for them, and you can also uh, wield two different gauntlets and combine. Uh, so, like, you can have poison. You can lay down a poison cloud and then set it on fire which is pretty cool, or uh, combine wind and lightning, um, and evil lightning and water, things like that. So it's pretty cool what you can do. Um, I really enjoy the It feels like the controls feel nice. Um, it's pretty fun. Uh, so I was... So then I played... Real quick, if I can yeah. interject. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So in, in the world, I know you're not about to talk about potentially another one of these types of games. Yes. <laughs> So when you've talked about, you know, if you, if you do talk about PUBG. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. Alert, yeah. Uh, I just want to know, like, kind of your rankings then of these oh, sure. types of games. Like, finish with that, because that'd be great. To, very interesting to know. PUBG, the worst I've ever played. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Austin was, uh, I reached out for gaming through our, like, board game chat on our Discord to see if anyone was around. Um, both Kevin and Lucas kind of uh, came to my rest, my boredom rescue, and uh, Kevin invited me to play PUBG with him. He was playing with his brother-in-law, and I was like, oh, I I, I, I can play PUBG. Like, I haven't played forever, so I'll download it, because it was not on my Xbox. Um, so, technically, I played that s- second that night, but um, I, so I, I jumped into PUBG with Kev and his friends, and man, if that game doesn't look like a PlayStation 2 game... And control like a PlayStation 2 game and feel like a PlayStation 2 game. I don't know what. Um, I had no fun. I had zero fun. Um, his brother-in-law is good at the game um, and not great. I shouldn't call anyone out. I didn't feel it great support from him as someone who hasn't played the game in a while. Uh, it was more frustrating. And when I tell you... All the pop-in problems that happened when the game first came out are still mm-hmm. there. Oh, excellent. Walls come out of nowhere. Uh, people come out of nowhere. Uh, you can't pick up weapons. Uh, it is amazing to me that this game is still being played by people. It was <laughs> the low light of my week. <laughs> uh, and I worked during the week. <laughs> uh, wow, Okay. I didn't. I do enjoy having like times to play games with Kevin. So don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, I would say I, I would I will play a different game with Kevin next time. I will not. I uninstall PUBG again. Um, I will not revisit it. I really did not have fun at all. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, That's unfortunate though. Like you never want to hear that, right? Even his brother-in-law said at the new patch they they de they lowered the graphic settings for like character textures. Oh, why, that's why, why do that? And so, yeah, uh, it was just really bad. I hate that game now. And I can say that, like, I'll double down on, I hate that game. Okay. <laughs> it was zero fun. Uh, if I'm going to raid Battle Royales. Yeah. I mean, Apex Legends is still my favorite. Okay. Um, I think second would be, as much as I don't play it a lot, I think Warzone is probably my second favorite I, I enjoy my time that we played together um mm-hmm. i think it's very well done if i'm going to give it credit based on that um 
Uh, what is left? Spellbreakers, Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, Spellbreakers over Fortnite. Fortnite, PUBG, I guess. Okay. <laughs> if I had to. Um, there's others. No Tetris 99, no Mario 35. You're not going to rank them in there? I, w- I don't count them as Battle Royale games. Okay. I know that they technically are, I guess, to a degree. Um, yeah. So before I played PUBG, I played Gloomhaven. Uh, with mm-hmm. Lucas, uh, multiplayer over Steam. Uh, this is the second time I've played Gloomhaven multiplayer. I played previously with my friend Joe, who I play the physical game with. Um, where we did have road events, and when I played with Lucas, we didn't for some reason. Also, Lucas's character was gaining more experience than I was for some reason as well. Um, and then I found I, f- I saw a thread pop up on Twitter today from Patrick Leader. Uh, talking about having the same problem. Oh, interesting. Um, and then Danny Lowe from um, Pandasaurus replying that it had happened to her too. So it sounds like, you know, it's still in beta. So it sounds yeah. like they might be having an uh, experience, like leveling problem, which is, I guess, what happened to us. I don't know why we didn't have road events, but I did with Joe. So it was interesting. Uh, we played two missions uh, before he had to go, and we, we completed them both. Uh, which nice. I was surprised by. Uh, it is still difficult, even in the digital form. But yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, it's fun multiplayer on on PC. And we still have two party slots open, so people can join us if they want to play Gloomhaven on PC. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I played... Well, let's keep it to PC. We played PSVG, had a Among Us game night just the other night, Saturday night. Last night for us, uh, as re- at recording time, uh, it, you can see the stream on Kevin Austin's uh, Twitch. I think it's PSVG Kevin. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that game, I know that it's like all the rage right now, but if you're a board game, it's a social deduction video game. Like, yeah, it's it great. It's It plays really well. It's fun. Um, as long as you like follow like the muting rules and have a setup rules before you play, because the game doesn't really give you like that before you start. Um, it was really, it was, a, it was a lot of fun being an imposter. We played 10 people, two imposters. And for people who don't know, you're a bunch of these little space astronaut thingies, I don't, you know, aliens, uh, you're on a space station and you're trying to complete tasks to keep the ship operating uh, while there are impo- imposters also on the ship that look just like you who wait for the opportunity to kill you and sabotage the ship to keep you busy. And the imposters win if they eliminate, I think it's if there's less than five people left. Um, and the the um, crewmates win if they identify both imposters by launching them out the airlock. Uh, you can uh, launch innocent people out the airlock. Everything is decided by a vote. Uh, whether uh, if your dead body is discovered, a vote like a a meeting is automatically called, or you can call a meeting if you suspect somebody. There's vents on the floor and only imposters can go through the vents. So like if you see someone go through a vent, you know they're an imposter. So you can always call a meeting. But then the trouble is you have to convince everyone else to believe you and not vote you out. Like it happened a few times to Rebecca where she called someone (laughs) out and then she herself got ejected instead of 
the people she was accusing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I would recommend that to anyone. It's five bucks on Steam. It's free on your phone. It has crossplay, so you can play on your phone with people on the PC. Um, voice chat is best, but there is also a chat box, so you can like type in. Um, but the people in the chat box were quickly forgotten about because everyone uses voice text, like voice text. What am I saying? Voice chat. Yeah, I was good. I was surprised because when and I've never played the game, but I was watching Kevin stream for a while, and there was a point where I think him and you were chatting in the chat box. Yeah, and I was like, okay, could non dead people see this if they went in there? Yeah, so only dead people can see their chats. Okay, but, that's what I wasn't totally certain about. But dead people, well, sorry, only in imposters, only dead people can see dead people's chats. Okay, um, but they can all the dead people can also see live people's chats. Gotcha. It it was really fun to watch, especially watching knowing everyone, because yeah. there was there was just there was one moment that I could see it on Kevin's face that he thought Jason was the traitor and was trying to get back to the room to call the meeting. Yeah. And on the way, Jason killed him, <laughs> and you could just see the frustration, in Kevin, of being like, "I knew it. I knew he was acting weird. I knew this was a funny situation, but now there's nothing I can do about it." Yeah. And it was just very. And I think in watching other people play it, I think if it's a community that you know, I think it makes the game that much more fun to watch. Because uh, I'll watch, like, sometimes Overwatch streamers will all get together and play it and stuff, too. And that's really fun. So it's a great game. It's really cool. Uh, lots of lots of fun to watch people play, for sure. Yeah, it was great. Uh, easy recommendation. Uh, let's see. Mario 35. Mario 35 is out. So I downloaded it to see what it's all about. I mean, I kind of already knew. It's basically... Tetris 99, but with 35 people, and you're playing Mario. So it's not even close to Tetris 99. <laughs> uh, it's Mario 1. And yeah, you're simultaneously playing uh, against other people. And if you change your goals, uh, if you like do like quickest complete, like quickest time or most coins um, or most attacked, you, you can choose other people to attack and have like more Goombas pop up in their map or turtles or whatever. Um, and as you complete levels, you, you literally just jump into other levels. Every time you collect 22 coins, you can press X and get a mystery item. Uh, sometimes like it's a, a pile block and it kills, it kills everything on the screen. Sometimes it's like a, a mushroom or a flower. So you get, you get boosted. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's really hard to play in the switch controller. Um, and you can't use the analog stick. You have to use the, the deep, the not real D-pad, uh, which is frustrating because the analog stick moves the the windows around the other players. So every time I try to use it, I just don't move. Uh, so that's frustrating. But I'm playing be handheld. Super frustrating. If I was playing, Ugh. if I was playing on the TV and use a controller, it'd probably be better. So yeah. Uh, jumping around here. Okay, I'm, so Star Wars Squadrons. I'm playing Sc Star Wars Squadrons. It is everything that you expect it to be. It is a great successor to Rogue uh, Squadrons or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Probably closer to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter as far as like the simulation-esque of it. But if you put it on story mode, it doesn't matter. You can bump off ships. Uh, it's very, it's a less simulation, um, but it controls real good. Uh, I can't wait to try it in VR. I haven't done that yet, but, um, I mean, I'm not going to 
either you're in or you're out in this game. I'm not going to try to persuade you to buy it or not. If this is something you're interested in or you ever played those games on PC or you really like the the ship battles in Battlefront, um, this is a better version of the ship battles in Battlefront. Is the Have you finished the campaign? No, I haven't. Okay. How far into the campaign are you? Not too far. Like two okay. missions in, I think. Gotcha. Because I haven't downloaded, but I haven't played yet. Uh, I've heard that the campaign isn't very good. That one that doesn't surprise me. Uh, okay, I, it's I'm sure it's probably like the campaign for Battlefront too. Just gotcha. like someone was sense. like, "Hey, we should put a campaign in this, so it's not just a forty dollars multiplayer game." <laughs> right, that makes sense. That makes sense. I did, I'm still looking forward to playing it though. So I did hear. I, I think Nathan was saying when we were playing Among Us that I get, I think you can set up battles with AI, which is nice. So if you want to go and play with your friends. And maybe you want to be rebels and you play against them as Imperials. They can have four backups that are AI instead of having to try to, instead of playing with random people or trying to fill up squads, which I think is cool. cool. Like the old school, like PVP matches on the computer where you play like someone on a land or something. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. I'm excited to try that. Uh, I was looking for something to play on my Xbox that I could play in front of my son because uh, he was using his tablet and I didn't want to watch The Boys or <laughs> something that or play Doom Eternal. Um, so I fired up new Super Lucky's Tale because I thought he might be interested in it. Um, and I've been playing it a bunch, actually. Uh, is, for someone like me who doesn't like platformers, um, I actually really like it. It's it's pretty easy, so that's probably why I'm enjoying it. Um, definitely catered to the younger audience as far as difficulty level. It kind of makes me want to play Crash Bandicoot, if I'm being honest, when I'm breaking mm-hmm. boxes and jumping over things with my double jump. I'm like, oh, Crash, Crash, Crash Bandic- does this. <laughs> yeah, Crash Bandicoot 4, <laughs> yeah. super highly rated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but this was free included in Game Pass. Not free, but right. you know. Um, yeah. Easy recommendation if you got kids or you just want to play a simple platformer. Um, or even if you don't like platformers like me, you might enjoy this one. I pretty much skipped most of the story, but um, the gameplay is pretty good. And then finally, um, I leave this for last because it's not new, but it is relevant to next week's episode. Um, I'm still playing Hades on my Nintendo Switch. I'm playing it a lot. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I always like worry about spoilers i don't want to spoil anything so what i'll say is i really like the decision to alter bosses Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's points where you like and it's even like subtly hinted at like um your character will be like uh i wonder if meg is here and then well she's not (laughs) and then like there's a part where um, I get to, I wish I remember the, is Tartarus the second level? I wish I remember the names of the levels. Get to the second level and, and, uh, he like, we get out and he's like, uh, uh I sure wonder if that bone hydra's around and he isn't. <laughs> so like he is, but he isn't like, I really like some of the things they do. I've run into, um bosses that i haven't run into again which is crazy interesting and i don't know if they've just like ran away and i'm gonna run into them in later levels or or what 
but uh, I really enjoy how they do that. I love the uh, variety. I have unlocked all the weapons now. Um, I got to tell you, I hate the bow and arrow. I know you said that uh, <laughs> you like it. I, yeah, I do. I did make sure to use every weapon so I got the Titan's blood. Um, mm-hmm. to, so I did get all the Titan's blood for the first level. I don't know if you keep getting them in later levels if you use the weapons to kill other bosses. Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, so because I, I need to get more. Like that's something I need to keep getting. I just don't know how to do it now. Right. <laughs> um. What else? I really enjoy that you can give gifts to people to earn favor, and sometimes not. And right. trying to keep track of who you've given gifts to, and um, uh, I I like that aspect as well. I like um when you play the game. There's times where um, like you get these, like I guess we'll call them blessings, right, or favors of the gods. Boons. Boons. You get boons from the gods, and uh, they're usually focused on. Well, not usually. A lot of times they're focused on the gods' particular skill, as in like a la Zeus and lightning. Uh, and I really like. Sometimes you get to a door where you know if you open it, you have to pick a god over another god. And then yeah. you're penalized for yep. by the god you didn't pick, and then it it immediately becomes like a challenge room that you have to survive. Yep. I almost always now avoid those rooms, but because I don't want to anger <laughs> the other god, because I don't know if it's if it's like memorized by the game. Like I don't know if that's something right. I'm going to pay for later. So I try to avoid those if I can. Um, <laughs> that being said. Um, I'm still really enjoying it. And I saw a tweet uh, a week or two ago um, where um, a gentleman by the name of Eduardo Gorenstein or Gorenstein was like, hey, uh, having trouble with this boss I made, the Bone Hydra? Well, guess what? God mode is out now in our new like version 1.1 patch or whatever. So it should help you out. So I was like, oh. I want to talk to this guy. So I reached out to <laughs> to Ed and we arranged uh, to have him on the show next week. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening, we're, we'll be recording with him this next coming episode, which should drop on October 13th for you guys. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to him. Um, I'm really excited to find out that he worked on Marvel Heroes, which is a game I loved. Mm-hmm. Um before it was shut down. Um, but yeah, Eduardo, I tweeted about it. Um, um, he's worked, he's, he's responsible for a level enemy and boss design across the whole game. He joined like right when the game started development. So uh, I'm excited for our first video game industry guest yeah. and for a game that I'm really enjoying a lot that is probably going to make in my top 10 games of the year. So I'm very excited about it. <laughs> that someone already included this game on their top five games of the year thus far and got a whole bunch of poop for it. Yeah, because you are including it uh, two years too late. Too early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or two years too early. <laughs> Come uh, on. Asphodel is the second Asphodel. level, right? Yes. that's. And then Elysium, I think, is the third. Elysium is the third. That's where I'm currently yep. stuck. So. Yes. So cool. those are all the games I've been playing. Thank you for 
letting me take up all your time. <laughs> that was a lot. That's that's great that you're playing a lot of games. I've also actually been playing a lot of decent games, uh, but I want to get further into them before I talk to them. But as a brief preview, things we'll be talking about in the future, obviously more Hades for sure. Uh, but I also have picked up and have been playing Genshin Impact, ah. which is the free-to-play RPG on PlayStation, PC, and mobile. Mm. Uh, and I've also been playing a game called 30 Sentinels Aegis Rim. What? Uh, which is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a, a vanillaware game. Uh, the folks who have made things like Dragon's Crown and all that good stuff. Uh, it is a digital novel which has with also some funky strategic battle system. It's kind of hard to explain and weird. But those are kind of the things I've been playing that, like I said, I want to get a little further and then I'll talk about them. But in general, uh, surprisingly good. Nice. In general, is the answers for everything I've been playing. So good. All right, Josh. So my first topic: Steam has decided, hey, we're going to do a digital tabletop festival. And I wonder, Josh, is this maybe going to be one of the best ways to do a online board game convention? Because that's something that's become very, very popular: is having these online board game festivals. But I'm wondering with Steam, since you know. They have digital versions of tabletop games on their platform. If this is really going to kind of become the best way to do one of these items. Uh, so the Steam Digital Top, Steam Digital Tabletop Fest debuts October 21st. And this is directly from the Steam information. It says, quote, the first ever Steam Digital Tabletop Fest celebrating games that cross between physical and digital will make its debut, debut October 21st through the 26th, produced in collaboration with Rock Digital. The event will feature virtual let's plays, panels, talks, and more streaming activities that explore the fusion between physical and digital games with legendary designers, upcoming studios, and you. Some of the people they have lined up to speak include Sandy Peterson, Ian Livingston, Elizabeth Hargrave, uh, and author and New York writer Sa Simon Parkin talks about how a board game helped the Allies win World War II. Hmm. So that'll be interesting. But they have a whole lot of different events going on, including what I think is kind of interesting. They have a virtual panel on games about Mars, <laughs> where game creators will be joined by actual space agency staff and scientists to ask what games get right and wrong about Mars. Um, and then they're doing a virtual panel on Cthulhu games as well, where some of the most notable Cthulhu-themed designers from digital and physical ask about the cultural impact of such titles and more. So they're doing a lot of different things. They're in doing things around Gloomhaven, Plague Inc., Other Side, lots of things going on. And that the there will be VOD if you can't watch them, the live streams for them. They said that there's more panels coming. They'll be announced in the future. Josh, this seems like kind of a cool thing. Where are your where are you on this? What are your thoughts on this event? Is this something you're interested in checking out? Um, it's I mean. No. <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. Uh, I, I'm interested to topic. see if they do like sales for games for board games. Um, I get. I I do think this is the way to do this type of stuff right now. Uh, I just haven't been a big fan of like I know like we've already had like Renegade Con um, mm -hmm. and all these people doing um, these digital cons. It's just I'm not. For me, tabletop games is playing them. Um, even I don't go to very many panels when I go to cons. Um, and like all my content is that I watch is pretty much on Dice Tower. So I'm already getting my fill of content. Uh, I don't like, I probably watch the Gloomhaven one because I have Gloomhaven, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and if there's like a surprise, like digital board game panel, I might watch it. Like I'm sure they're going to. 
Um, like we already have a like wingspan's already on Steam, so like maybe we'll get the release date for Switch. Right. But I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear Elizabeth Hargrave, but I just, I don't know. I just don't have like the the will to sit in front of my computer, not play games, but watch panels on Steam about games that I might not even play. I think this is one of the reasons I find this fascinating and why I am interested in it is that to do this, now granted, you could get into the argument of any time we're choosing our choosing to spend time in one way, it means we're not choosing to spend time in another way. Yeah. But unlike going to a tabletop convention, right, you don't necessarily have to give up playing games at the convention to watch these oh, things. That's true. That's a good point. You know? So, and honestly, like the virtual panel on games about Mars Maybe that would ever happen at a tabletop convention, but it doesn't sound like something that I would see at a tabletop convention, <laughs> yeah. right? And I think that sounds really neat at, at, at looking at these things in a different way. I also think that since this is Steam, most of the games we're going to be talking about are going to have digital adaptations, yeah. which means that it's going to be much easier to show, much easier to share, much easier for people to kind of follow along with what's going on. So even the ones that are design-based, like the Plague Inc. one is and other side is, and Gloomhaven's going to talk about their content update for uh, their early access version on Steam, is going to be way easier to show those things than it is of like, hey, look at this really cool meeple on the table. Let me try yeah. to zoom in so you can see. You know, like you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I think this might be, personally, I think this might be one of the better forays into a digital tabletop event because the tabletop portion is not analog. True. I I agree with you. That's a good point. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I hope it is successful. They said that there's going to be much more information announced and that, you know, you don't have to watch the live streams. So a couple weeks here, October 21st through the 26th, going to be some cool stuff about digital tabletop games on Steam. I'm at least interested to see how this goes for them uh, and what, if any, yeah, maybe there'll be some sales. That would be cool. But also if this generates any more buzz about digital tabletop games on Steam, because it's definitely something that we talk about. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Josh, what is your second topic? All right. So my second topic is a bunch of topics. Just a couple of real quick hit stories that I thought we could cover. Um, one became more important than I thought it would be, but we're going to talk about it as if it's a quick hit. <laughs> and I think we'll, I know what you're And we'll start about. with that one. Uh, so yeah. over over the last over uh, during last week over the week, um, since you last listened to us, um, Spider Man uh four <laughs> spider-man 4 spider-man on the ps4 uh is getting a is getting a remaster for playstation 5 i'm sure everyone knows this by now taking advantage of all the lovely ray tracings and and f frames and and loads well uh insomniac decided in a really i guess in my mind weird a weird move uh to totally make over Peter Parker, like change the entire character model for the whole game. Um, I don't know how easy or hard that is to implement, but it seems like it's a big task. Um, and what they did was they went for a, I guess, younger Peter Parker. At least he definitely looks younger. He definitely looks better. <laughs> I would say graphically he looks better. Um, but, I mean, they're definitely facing some criticism for making him younger and more adolescent where they were getting praise for making a older, um, Spider-Man, which mm -hmm. I, I agree with. Um, I don't agree with the, the levels that they're, they're taking it. That being said, 
Where do you fall on new Spider-Man? It's not quite a Nolan North, Peter Dinklage uh, change. It's a little bit more physical. Yeah. I, this is a, this is just weird, right? This is just a, I can't ever recall (laughs) another time after a game has been released and released too much fanfare and became one of the best-selling games on the platform that you then remaster the game and totally change the way the main character looks. Yeah. Like that, it, it, it is odd. Now, I will say their explanation for it. <laughs> I, I actually buy to a degree. Yeah. Because I do think that they talk about how with the level of technology they're using now, they needed someone who better matched Yuri's facial capture. Sure. Because of the bone structure. Now, could that be an excuse because the per- previous person was like, wow, these games are making lots of money now. I would like a new contract, please. And they were like, Meh, maybe not. That could be a possibility. I'm not saying that didn't happen. That definitely could have happened. But also both of these things could be true. I do think <laughs> the whole they're trying to make it look more like Tom Holland part. Yeah. I, like I get that thing. But if you look at the person they cast in this role now and you look at a picture of Yuri Lowenthal, like there's a. Pretty like you could be like, okay, I totally get it. Yeah. Like I totally get why they cast this person in that role if they're saying it is for the shape of his face and the bone structure and all that good stuff. Now, does this person just happen to look like Tom Holland a little bit, kind of, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was the plan, maybe that wasn't the plan. There's a lot of ideas of now this is the character they had to go with because this is the Spider-Man that's gonna be in Marvel's Avengers. Right. Which who knows if that's true. Uh, the one thing that I did find interesting is they talked a lot about how this is the right move for the future of this character. Sure. Which means I wonder what's happening in Spider-Man 2. Right. Storyline-wise, age-wise. Right. Like, what does that mean for that? That is there some reason they have to go with a potentially younger-looking person to, to do these things? I don't know. <laughs> but it, it is just a weird situation. It's really weird. I look at this kid, and all I can think of is he almost had a baby with Black Cat, and I'm like, this kid? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I Black see Cat that. looks like his mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it does say that other well, characters have received visual upgrades too, but we've only seen one video and it's Doc Ock and he looks exactly the same. Right. So I'm curious if they're changing Mary Jane or Black Cat or Miles. Well, I don't know that. Hmm. I don't want to speak out of turn here and I might not be correct, but I think there have been some changes to Miles from the first game to this, to Miles Morales. Yeah. I don't think he looks exactly the same. I could be wrong, but I believe that there there were some comparison videos of Miles and Spider-Man to Miles and Miles Morales. So I'm assuming that whatever, yeah. however he looks at Miles Morales is how he will now look in this remastered Spider-Man. Miles Morla- um, Morales, Spider-Man sequel, half sequel game, he definitely looks different than his character model in Spider-Man. Right. So Unless they change it. Yeah, so it does seem like they are, yeah, making some adjustments to those things. But I, it, it's weird. It's a really odd thing. This, I, this this is so stupid because I know this is like exactly what they want. This kind of makes me want to replay it, though. It makes me want to replay it too. To, because I want to see what this game is like with this version of the character. Yeah, um, which is so stupid, and I shouldn't. Well, you spend a lot like of time as Peter Parker, like 
You do. You've said a ton of times. So if this is, you know, the Peter Parker of the future, I, I want to get to know this Peter Parker. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> anyway, it's weird. It's it's what. Yeah, it's a weird situation. That's for sure. It is weird for sure. So remember, just buy, spend $80 on a half Spider-Man game to get another Spider-Man remaster with it. No, it's only 70, <laughs> 50 and then 20. I thought it was seventy nine for the ultimate edition. I don't think so. I think it's I think it is seventy dollars for the because I think the I think Miles Morales is fifty dollars and that's a twenty dollar upgrade. So it's seventy mm, for the ultimate okay, edition. Okay. Okay. I, I think I think. Don't quote me. Don't fact check me. Well, you can if you want to know actually what it is, but I think that's what it is. I think it's seventy dollars. Okay. Still. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm not gonna weigh in on that. Uh <laughs> we had a Smash Brothers reveal. This will be quick and easy. Uh, because I don't know anything about this. You probably have way more information. Uh, sorry, backstory. You know, you've played this game. I have played this game. Uh, so the next Super Smash Brothers Ultimate character has been revealed, and it is Minecraft's Steve, and also Alex, Zombie, and Enderman. Um, sure, sure. I don't know who Enderman is, but uh, I know people do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you have it. Smash Brothers, I'm sure I'm sure the community erupted in violence and cheers because this is probably a controversial pick for Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how the Smash Brothers fe- f- community feels about this. We should ask Jason. He would know. Yes. Jason, you don't listen to this show, but let me know if you do. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, All I can think of is how Steve's arms move, and are they going to keep that where he punches just by like swinging his arm? Because he doesn't have elbows. 2D movement. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. He doesn't have elbows. So that's kind of the stuff I'm wondering about. Is I probably could watch the trailer, I guess, and find out. But yeah. I want it to just be that way, even though I'm guessing it's not. But I want it to be. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Battle Royales, uh, the aftermarket collection event is starting for Apex Legends Season 6, which... Beyond cosmetic add-ons uh, is bringing a new game mode as well as crossplay support starting the day you're listening to this. That's right. Tuesday, October In 6th. beta. In beta, of course. Uh, so it'll allow you to play across PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So that's exciting. We still don't have cross progression yet. I think that's November. Um, but that is still exciting news for people who are playing apex legends and i'm going to guess this will bring more players at least for a short amount of time and if they want to stay they'll stay but finally apex is joining the crossplay. uh i don't call it a revolution anymore fad a <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question for you yes they're now Completely unsubstantiated. I did not check the veracity of this rumor. I just thought it would be interesting. Uh, so I'm not saying this is by any means for sure. Uh, there's a rumor out there now that Titanfall 3 is in production. Okay. How ex- <laughs> Okay. So how excited for you or are you for a Titanfall 3? I'm very excited. I love Titanfall. Titanfall 2 really like killed it story-wise, campaign-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they just kind of openly said that there is no Titanfall in the works. So I'm curious as to if they like the guy said it and then they were like, okay, and now we can start working on it. <laughs> or, <laughs> I wonder if that, but this was supposed, it is something that supposedly just started production. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it's good that if they're starting now, that means it's next gen title, which is good because that's what we want from a ne- the next Titanfall. They definitely have the structure down for multiplayer um, with Apex, like they really nailed it. I mean, 
Titanfall 2 multiplayer is very good. It is. But now they have a whole different, like, level that they can, like, enhance it with. Now, or they yeah. just... They can test it out by starting dropping mechs into uh, Apex and see how that plays out. Yeah. I would be really down for another Titanfall. And again, who knows if it's actually in production. I would just be super down for one. Because Titanfall, like you said, Titanfall 2 was great. It would be silly if they didn't make one. It's kind of like how we talk about these companies and we don't understand why they're not making sequels to very successful games. Right. Um, EA seems to be the king of not making games that people want. So... Uh, Respawn just made a, a different, accidentally super successful game, and then yeah. we're like, well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> now what do we do? Whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I trust Respawn, I don't trust EA, so we'll see how, how that works out. Yeah. Uh, okay. And moving to another Battle Royale that this is probably, possibly uh, concerning news. I would put yeah. this under that category. Uh, Ubisoft is overhauling its sci-fi battle royale effort, uh, Hyperscape, to reach its, quote, full potential. This is from Eurogamer, as were the past two articles. Um, they want a game where, quote, everyone can play and enjoy. Now, that doesn't sound bad, right, uh, on face. But what, and I want to try to find the specific part um, that really bugged me. Um, okay, so Ubisoft said that in order for the game to reach its full potential, it has identified five key pillars, okay? Keep this in mind. Five key pillars Hyperscape's team will now focus on so it can become an experience that, quote, everyone can play and enjoy, uh, end quote. That's not even my problem. That's just something, like, I know that that's what you want when you make a game, but if you're making a competitive Battle Royale shooter, you're not going to be able to meet that first quote as a goal period. Right. Um. So these are the five key pillars that they need to focus on to make this game fun for people. Combat comfort, onboarding, game modes, <laughs> player goals, and crossplay. Isn't that the whole game? <laughs> so yeah. uh, with the broad aim uh, being to get more people playing Hyperscape and to find ways to ensure they continue playing for longer so they go into if you want to check out the article on Eurogamer, they go into each of the five pillars uh and and essentially they're just telling you we want to change everything about these pillars which i applaud ubisoft for sticking with things i really do like yeah skull and bones still coming out roller champions still coming out uh yeah for honor great game still getting content updates um not necessarily in the same category as the first two games i just mentioned um but they're you know supporting rainbow six supporting um they just did an update for ghost recon breakpoint which nobody's playing anymore uh so they're definitely supporting their games i just think that maybe this is the nail in the coffin for Hyperscape. Like they say they only have success on PC. So I am looking right now at Twitch. <laughs> see where Hyperscape is in the Twitch lineup. And if you're still looking. <laughs> uh unless I missed it, which is possible. Okay, hold on one second. I'm gonna search for it. Because I do think it's gonna be Hyperscape. Here we go. Ooh, Josh, take a guess at how many people are watching people play Hyperscape right now. 156. How many? 156. No. 
56. No, it's more than that. 15,000. 342. That's not a lot. <laughs> there are 157,000 people watching Among Us right now. Yeah. And 342 <laughs> watch people, 342 people watching people play Hyperscape. Someone should drop uh, into their so, chats and tell them they could be watching Among Us right now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, now, granted, there are only 412 people watching Marvel's Avengers right now. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I purposely didn't talk about that I was playing, so maybe that's for a okay. reason. <laughs> but here are other games around Hyperscape. Um, let's see. Five Nights at Freddy's has 351 viewers currently, so that's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt has 325. Five Nights at Freddy, big PlayStation 5 launch title. <laughs> big PlayStation 5 launch title. Uh, Friday the 13th, the game, has 361. Grounded has 366. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Realm Royale, 360 viewers. Hey, there you go. So so there you go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some games that are ahead of it, in case you cared or wanted to know. Uh, let's see. What's a fun one? Uh, the Long Drive has 517 viewers. Okay. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time has 540. <laughs> You know, that that recent little nugget. Uh, you know, Banjo-Kazooie has 805 oh people watching it. So it's, it's a little bit of a hurt is what we're saying, I think, Josh. I think so. I th- it's not looking good for Hyperscape. Uh, if you have to basically say, hey, we want to change how every single part of this game works so people can enjoy well, it. <laughs> it's funny, too, because it says on combat, this is, a, again, the Eurogame story, on ca- on combat comfort, Ubisoft says that while a high skill ceiling for hyperscape, its damn data shows the floor is also too high, and it's simply too hard to aim, track, consistently damage, and eliminate players, especially on consoles, making for a difficult experience for a new player. That's further compounded by an onboarding process that, quote, does not currently provide enough time and opportunity for new players to learn and succeed, unquote. So if I recall, Josh, when this game was announced, this is the exact thing people were saying who were playing this on PC, people who were high level, you know, former professional gamers were like, this is an arena shoot. Like this game, like I was talking about people were able to snipe across the map, like super high skill, right? And it sounds like apparently they just didn't listen to anyone. (laughs) It's like they released Quake Arena and people are like, this game is too fast. We don't like it. Yeah, okay, well, really we're going to slow exactly it down. It like. <laughs> now, good luck. I hope they're able to fix it. Like you said, they stick with their games. So hopefully they're able to turn it around. But, ooh, goodness. Sounds like they got a long <laughs> trek ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good luck to them. You know, they only have to fix every part of the combat to make it fun. So good luck. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, all right. So the last quick story, and I'm just going to give you the headline and then ask you a question. Uh, Among Us has a cheating problem. My what? question no to you is, what are people gaining from cheating in games like Fall Guys and Among Us? And why is it happening? Because they people want to feel like they can win. But don't they, they know they that they're cheating? Cheer. They know. They don't care. <laughs> okay. I mean, that might be the simple answer. In my brain, I'm like, if I'm cheating and I know I'm going to win, I have no satisfaction in winning. <laughs> Right, but then uh, nobody else won either, so they don't have the satisfaction from winning. It's just like, why do people use aimbots in first-person shooters? It's so different. Okay, D- to be clear, I hate that people do this, and it ruins everyone's fun. That's It does. It's stupid. The o- I don't understand cheating, period. Um, but in games, 
where there is literally nothing to win, why? Why are you compelled to cheat cheaters? Why? Tweet at me, at Josh Bones. Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. There was actually a Reddit thread one time that asked people who cheat why they cheat. Yeah. And it was very interesting reading the the number a the number of people who admitted to cheating in there was I was shocked by <laughs> it's Reddit I but, was I assume everyone cheats <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it it's like the new fortune <laughs> but it was very interesting because most people who cheated said the reason they did it really was more just to see if they could get away with it Ugh. than it was that they had like this desire to win and I was like well I don't okay I guess maybe like is that you get the thrill out of being like woohoo I got away with this and they didn't know <laughs> they like, went and downloaded some software that told them that they can cheat and they wanted to see right. if it worked <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> all right Josh my second topic is a going to be a new semi-reoccurring segment woohoo hey. you know a couple of weeks ago we talked about the board game geek ratings and how they rate board games and how it can be really hard if games don't have a lot of ratings to kind of climb the list so as a result I think it's time that here on board with video games we create our own definitive rankings of board games this is going to rival the board with board game geek ratings people are soon going to be referring to the board of the video games official ranking of video games and being like this is where you go this is the definitive ranking to rank all the board games so the current working name is the board with video games definitive ranking of board games there's a really good chance we may be played good name you're you're good at naming conventions (laughs) thanks i thought that was pretty good so every time we do this we're basically just going to bring two or three games each to the table and then we're just going to discuss them and start making our ranking list of like where this game would fit in so you know ostensibly ranking it now the nice thing about this is since it's our list we can use whatever criteria we want to yes and even if we haven't played the game who cares because it's our list so we can do whatever we want So I figured the easiest way to start this would be to just start with a basic placeholder game, a game that we both know and have both played, because I think that will make at least starting easier. Yes. And then from there, we'll each just share games, and then we'll decide amongst the two of us where we're going to place them on the list. And after we've done this a couple times, I will create a Google Doc that I will then share and make available. It'll be a pinned tweet and all that good stuff that people can just check out if they're ever interested in knowing what our rankings are. Sound like a plan, Josh? Sounds great to me. All right, so here is going to be, if you accept this, and if you don't, that's okay. I have others I can throw out. (laughs) The game that I would like to start as our starting point game. Now, just so you know, Josh, I'm not planning on bringing any heavy hitters to the table for a while. Games I suggest to add to the list. I'm bringing just some kind of fun things to start with. Sure. I didn't want to bring my favorites and then have you tell me how bad they are. Well, it's it's early, so like if you brought your favorite, it's either going to be better than or not as good as one other game. (laughs) Right. So here's the game I propose we start as as the first game, and that game is Small World. Okay, that's fair. That's a good one. Does that sound reasonable to you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So currently, as we start this, Small World is number one. So the first game I am now going to throw out that we have to place either above or below Small World, Josh, Mm -hmm. is a little fun card game called Machi Koro. Okay. Ooh. So, on our definitive ranking of board games, Machi Koro, above or below Small World, what would you say? You know, at first, like, like, thought I was going to say above, but I think I would put it below Small World... Because I think there's more variety in Small World, and it's more accessible that. to um, very play, and it's not. There's more take that to Machi Koro. I think. I know that like the whole point of Small World is, um, uh, t- 
take that esque, but you you can do <laughs> a lot more than just that. For sure. Um, I like the art better in Machikoro. I think Machikoro is simpler. Yeah. To pick up, so I probably if we were doing like a like a weight scale, it'd definitely be lower. But um, I think I th- I think I put it below Small World. Okay, I would agree with you. I was gonna say above, but everything I was thinking of that would put it above was with all the expansions included. Okay, yeah, I get you. So when I was like, okay, if I strip it down just to the base Machi Koro, just that game, I think I would agree with you. I think it would have to go below Small World for sure. Nice. So, all right, below it is. So currently, Small World 1, Machi Koro 2. Josh, what game would you like to add to the list? So I <laughs> I don't know which one to use first from my list. So let's use uh, Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Oh wow, Wasteland! Okay, okay. This is a this is a tough one because I own this game, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, I thought you played it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That's this is gonna make this really really fun. Because we bought it at the so, same time. We did buy it at the same time, and you're responsible and play your games. <laughs> oh man. Okay, since you've actually played it, I'll let you go first. Usually, I would to go first here for you since you just went first talking about Machi Koro, but you've played this game. So, what are your initial thoughts? Okay, I would actually put it um, below Machi Koro. Really? Um, okay, that's not what I was expecting. It was a game I definitely had a lot of hope for, um, mm-hmm. and the 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 parts are better. The parts of the game are better than the game itself. Okay. Um, it's it's literally. I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise. It is in the name of the game. It's a delivery service game. Right. Um, I just kind of got a little bit bored with the. At that aspect of the game. Um, it definitely looks great, and the components are top-notch, and it's like the first game I got that came with game trays. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Um, I didn't have fun playing it. <laughs> okay. Um, and I exp- I think that that also probably has to do with... Uh, this is a game we were really talking about a lot before we both bought it, yeah. and I had high expectations for it. It just, mm-hmm. it just didn't hit those. Okay. Well, I don't know that I can argue with any of that other than to say, uh, yeah, Below Machi Koro sounds great. But we so should we should be able to revisit these. If you play games on this list, okay. you should be able to like come back and be like, hey, can we revisit? And then like like kind of like we're doing with the horror podcast and be like, this is why I like this. Would you budge on moving this to here? And then we can have conversations on that in the future. That sounds great to me. Okay. So my next game then is a game I'm pretty positive you've played. Because uh, it is from a designer who I feel is very underappreciated, but I know we both like him. Uh, that's Cosmic Run Regeneration. Ah, yes, Mr. Steve Finn. Yes, indeed. And I really enjoy this game. I think it's really good. I, um, I'm trying to decide where I should put in this list, though, because it is very different than every other game on here. And that's always a challenge with board games, right? How do you take drastically different styles of board games? Well, I guess it kind of is similar to a delivery game. But still, <laughs> yeah. trying to take, you know... <laughs> drastically different types of games components of games cost of games uh and putting them all together and when i really think about this and this might be surprising to people i think i would put this above small world yeah so that's kind of where i'm thinking i think that cosmic run would be number one on this list for me right now the list currently small world machikoro wasteland express delivery service for me cosmic run would go at the top but I would be willing to negotiate that lower if you have a compelling reason. No, I think that's I think that's on point. Um, sometimes, like a simpler game, it, like can be better, right? Like it's not uh, complex, which is a plus, right? Easy to teach to anybody. Um, 
it's very to the point. You know what you're supposed to do while you're playing. In my experience, very little questions have popped up while we're playing. Right. Um, and everyone has enjoyed playing it. So I think that those are all pluses. Awesome. Okay. So at the top of the list, right? Number one game right now on our official rankings, Cosmic Run Regeneration. Josh, what is your next game? Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Oh, goodness. <laughs> have you played this? I have played okay, this. Okay, good. I, have I could this. change it if you hadn't. <laughs> no, I have. I have. Okay. So, Josh, I like Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Yeah. But I don't love Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Okay. And when I look at this, Hmm. This will be our first uh, game we have to debate on. <laughs> oh, is it really? Okay. Because for me... Maybe. We'll see where you land. Hmm. I'm thinking either right above or right below Machikoro. Okay. All right. So either between Small World and Machikoro or between Machikoro and Wasteland Express Delivery Service. I could put it That's between it Machikoro and Small Small World. Okay. I would put but it you... above Small World, but... Uh, oh, okay. I definitely, uh, there's so much variety. Like one of the benefits to a small world is variety, right? Um, castles, like there's so much you can do and you also have to, so you're building your own, um, castle and you're building p- parts of your, your castle and you have to bid on pieces you want. And you also know that if you're putting money on certain things, it's enticing other players to buy those pieces but you're also getting bonuses if you connect certain rooms. If you put the wrong rooms in the wrong spots, you can't build anymore. You have to build hallways and staircases. Um, and there's a lot of variety to the game. And I think, for me, every time I play Castles, it is a wholly different experience. And there's no way you to duplicate. Me. There's no way to duplicate your last play. It's impossible because it's so yeah. random. How many people have you played this with when you played it? I think the max we've played is five or six. I don't remember. Okay. I feel like maybe why I'm a little less high on it than you are is because I've only ever played it with super small player counts. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm okay to put it below small world. I really am. This is a, a list of compromise. <laughs> no, it is. It absolutely is. I, On a scale of one to ten, how much would you want to put it above small world? Uh, I'm indifferent. Honestly, I could see it on the okay. same level as Small World. Okay. Um, so five, right? That's indifferent. <laughs> yeah, that would be a five. That's super helpful. <laughs> I, I'm not attached to the game. Like, it's not like I'm not arguing over Century Spice Road or anything. Like, it's a game I okay. enjoy. Um, okay. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to so fight you're, for the You're death. okay if it's right below Small World. Yeah, I think it's. I still think it's better than Magikoro. Yep. Okay. So we'll we'll slot it in there then. And again, we can revisit these. I haven't played this game in years, mm. so maybe I should put, replay it again to see if this changes my mind. There's an app, too, which pretty much cover, like gives you the feel of the game as well. All right, Josh. So the list as it currently sits then. Cosmic Run Regeneration, Small World, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, Machikoro, Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Nice. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. So there's the start. Like I said, we'll do this like once or twice a month. We'll bring games out to add to this list. Listeners, if you want to suggest games to add to the list, you are welcome to do that. You can hit us up at social media. Just let us know which games you want us to discuss. And then we can just discuss them, you know, at, uh, for listener questions at any point. Uh, but like I said, this will be something we kind of keep on doing. And once the list gets to a, a large enough point where it's really laborious to go through <laughs> all of the games, uh, that is when I will make the document. And then that way, Josh and I, and I can look at the document while we're deciding what to add with that josh what is your third topic 
All right, we're entering the awards category for the night. Yeah, we are. So, the Origins Awards, and I know it sounds weird saying Origins Awards, but it's called Origins, not Origin, unfortunately, for this title, (laughs) Uh, have been announced, and I will say, for me at least, uh, there was a pretty big surprise, Um, not not undeservingly, but a a pretty big surprise. Uh, So, we're going to cover... The one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten categories, starting from the bottom to the top. We're going to start with best historical game. Now, I don't have the nominees. I could probably find them, and that is probably what I'm going to do right now. The best historical game. The nominees were. Oh no! Now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, do I have the right list? Because I don't see the winner on there. I agree. I actually was just looking at that, too. And that doesn't seem right. We're skipping that. So we don't have the nominees. We're just going to give you the winners. This will be a short category. Okay. So for best historical game, our winner for the Gamma Origins Game Fair 2020 um, is Pandemic Fall of Rome, which... Now, uh, this is from ICV2, which is the site that Kyle turned me on to. I don't mean to call them into question right away, but I'm pretty sure Pandemic Fall Rome is a two-year-old game. <laughs> well, and keep in mind, this wouldn't uh, be the ICV2's fault. This would be Origins. Well, yeah, depending on where they got the, the list from. Namin. I hear you. I hear you. Kyle, I hear you. this is what happens when podcast hosts don't do their research. <laughs> it has to be last year's winners, right? These have to be last year's winners, right? Well, okay, so 2020 does awards for 2019 games. Right. Okay, so this is correct. Okay. 2020 games wouldn't be on this list yet. That's true. Which is, which, which is kind of weird with board games. Yeah, I think they that, have a different no, ca- calendar. Okay, so we're, right, we're going right, to move right. over. Yep. So yes, Pandemic Fall of Rome by Z-Man Games wins best historical game. This makes more sense now that my brain is working correctly. Um, I guess I'm going to skip historical miniatures. <laughs> right in miniatures yeah i mean i don't know that we yeah <laughs> and game accessory uh best role-playing game went to teens in space by renegade game studios that is a spin-off of kids on bikes mm-hmm. um so good for them who would have thought renegade game studios would be winning best role-playing game that is true that is very true <laughs> um best collectible game goes to uh shockingly not shockingly, Marvel Hero Clicks Avengers, Black Panther, and the Illuminati Booster Brick by WizKids. <laughs> the best digital adaptation goes to Suro VR by uh, Calliope Games and Thunderbox. And actually, Suro's hitting Steam soon, like a new version. Yeah, I had heard that. That sounds very interesting. Um, best family game. It uh, goes to The Quacks of Quedlinburg from North Star Games. Which is a great game. Which is a great game. Best card game goes to Point Salad by AEG. And best board game slash game of the year goes to Tiny Towns by AEG. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Josh, there's something weird here. I don't know what the weird is, but none of these games are on what we're on the <laughs> nominees list. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do, okay? We are going to go over the nominees list, and we're going to pick our own winners, and that's what their winners are going to (laughs) be. Okay, so let's do this. Oh, no, no. This is right. 
I am looking at it on the Origins Awards website. This is really weird. Did they change some nominees? Oh, Pandemic Flowerum is on there. Uh, hey, look at everyone. We're experiencing technical difficulty. <laughs> no, we're fine. Okay, so here's the funny thing. On the nominees list on the Origins website, all of the games are listed. But on the ICV2 story, they're not. Weird. It is weird. Weird. <laughs> Yeah, they don't even have. Okay, so now this is right. This is legit. Okay, there we go. We're good. Cool. It's all good. Congratulations to Tiny Towns because that is a what I've heard is a great game. Hey, Pearson, right? Yeah, board of video games. Uh, we had the designer of the best board game of yeah. the year on our show. That's right. <laughs> go us. That's so weird. <laughs> that literally is just card game point salad. It literally is just the winners that aren't on this article from March. That's funny. How is that possible? Well, the world is a crazy place, and it is 2020, so nothing is off limits <laughs> to how crazy things can be. <laughs> oh, other than Marvel Hero Clicks, because it was the, the only, only one category. that was nominated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, I guess a couple of them. I guess Zero VR and stuff is on there, too. Yeah, it's just really weird, though, because, like... Tiny Towns isn't on the board game category list. Yeah, that is weird. For sure. So, anyway. But, hey, big congratulations to the winner. Huge congratulations to Tiny Towns for winning because, my goodness, that is definitely, when you look at the other games on that list, whoo, goodness. <laughs> Any big surprises for you? Yeah, Tiny Towns. Big big surprise. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it seems like a totally worthy game. I'm not saying it's not worthy, that's for sure. Tiny Towns is a great game. A game that is sorely missed in my collection. I'm very surprised at myself for not having bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will make sure that I fix that as soon as we start seeing people in real life again and I can play board games yeah, no kidding, right? with other, uh, someone other than my wife. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that they do the best game accessory, like Citadel contrast paint. Yeah. Hey, paint, <laughs> paint your minis. And that is the best <laughs> board game. That, that's just an interesting category. Yep. But I pay, hey, you know what? I appreciate Origins and them doing <laughs> that, I guess, because, you know, everyone needs something weird. Yep. That's my shtick. I'm, <laughs> that's how I survive. <laughs> You're the <something> weird. <laughs> I, I am the weird. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anything else you want to say about the Origins Awards? No. Weird year caught me off guard. I didn't even realize they were out. I know. So, well, it's because they didn't have the Gamma Trade Show yeah. or anything. So, so just, just another hiccup in the year. Yeah, that oh, sorry, yeah. origins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no trade show. Origins game fair was canceled. I mean, there was. Yeah, man. We just have Essen to look forward to. That's true. Which is this That's month? True. So, all right. So then, our final, as Josh was saying, award time. You know, we had the origins awards. Well, of course. Games Radar is back with the Golden Joysticks. Heck yeah. So we have to look at the Golden Joysticks and, of course, do our vote, as I always do, or I've done the last couple of years at least, for... why? Oh, this is weird that it does that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> doing our vote for how bored with video games is going to vote uh, for the Golden Joysticks. So, Josh, I'm just going to take us through the categories. I will tell you what the nominees are, and I will tell you what the category is, and then we are going to vote... 
as bored with video games for the golden joystick. Sound like a plan? Yes. I'm also going to vote along with you, so we can double vote. <laughs> so just so you know, and this is what was messing me up, when you actually click in the voting thing, it doesn't give the categories in the same order all the time. Ooh, so just something to be aware of. Your categories might come in different orders than mine. Okay. So just so you know. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Golden Joystick Award nominees. Best audio. Yeah, not the same. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. Is yours not that one? No, it's best Nintendo game. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like I said, they're out of order. Um, best audio. The Last of Us Part 2. Ghost of Tsushima. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Paradise Killer. Call of Duty Warzone. Half-Life Alex, Streets of Rage 4. Or Resident Evil 3. Josh, what is your vote for best audio? Uh... Uh... <laughs> uh... Is that because you can't decide because they're all so good? They're all so good. <laughs> um, I don't play with headphones. Oh, really? I play on my TV and it's on a soundbar, so I'm not like an audiophile in that way. I think I don't think there's a game that I played with bad audio all year. Was Ghost on that list? Ghost of Tsushima was on that the list. That is the yes. one I pick, just for the okay. crickets alone. I mean, yeah, the crickets, you can hear them for sure. Uh, I would have picked The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, The Last of Us Part 2. That is the one I would pick. Yeah. And like I said, you can have other issues with that game, but the audio in that game, I think, is pretty incredible. So you're, we're cool with that going with that yes. one? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Here is the uh, new category for 2020, Best Game Community. <laughs> aren't they all toxic? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Actually, some of these I know aren't. So Best Game Community, Fall Guys. Minecraft, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Dreams, Sea of Thieves, Warframe, Fortnite. I mean, come on. And then Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> I have to say Animal Crossing because everyone's nice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I that yeah, I could totally support that. I'm not someone who's played Animal Crossing, but you know, when Animal Crossing was super big, and even still now, not that it's not big now, but not quite the what it was. Uh, seeing people being like, "Hey, I have bells or selling for this price or whatever." However, that works. Like people were very willing to help one yeah. another out and sell. I'm in a Discord with people who who let you know what Turner prices are. Like it's a nice Thank community. You, Turner prices, yes. <laughs> so there you go. So I'm totally down. We pick an Animal Crossing for best community. I think so. Done. All right, Animal Crossing. It is uh, another new for 2020 category. Best family game. Hey, look at this. Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> Fall guys. Pokemon Sword and Shield, Minecraft Jun Dungeons, Paper Mario the Origami King, Moving Out, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics, or Super Mario 3D All-Stars? I mean, you know my vote. <laughs> What's your vote? But I can be swayed. Uh, I mean, it's Animal Crossing, and Fall Guys is a close second. Interesting, because I would have picked Fall Guys or Minecraft Dungeons. So let's go Fall Guys. Based well, based off of our uh, time playing Minecraft Dungeons, yeah. but I guess technically we're not a family. So I guess Fall Guys it is. Fall Guys, best family game, 2020. You heard it here first. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Best game expansion. Control AWE. No Man's Sky Origins. Total War Warhammer 2, The Warden and the Paunch. Pokemon Sword and Shield Expansion Pass. Very creative name. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 Patch 5.3 Reflections in Crystal. The Sims 4 Star Wars Journey to Batu, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, 
and the Outer Worlds Peril on Gorgon. I already know what your answer is yes, going to you be. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, but I'm with how effusive you were about how great Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath was. Yeah. I I can support you in that vote. Thank you. I appreciate your support. Yeah, so, That's nice. No, absolutely. Have you played so it Mortal yet? Kombat 11. I have not Shame. played Shame. <laughs> I know. That's fine. Have you played Control AWE yet? No, I haven't finished Foundation. Shame. I haven't finished the Foundation yet. <laughs> so, there you go. So, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath is the best game expansion. According to us, it's going to win the Golden Joystick. All right. This is where things get fun. Best gaming hardware. Here we go. <laughs> PC Engine Mini. Oculus Quest 2, Razer Kishi Mobile Pad for xCloud, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3080, TCA Sidestick Airbus Edition, Vulcan 120 AMO Keyboard, Turtle Beach Dell 700 Gen 2. I, I don't know what half of that means. Nobody does, really. <laughs> we got. I mean, it's got to be the RTX 3080, though, right? I mean, my pick is the Razer Kishi, but I'm, I don't really care in this category. <laughs> oh well hey you actually care about something so the razor kishi it <laughs> is place of x cloud razor kishi mobile pad you are the winner if i wasn't getting right. an x-gen console i was going to get the razor kishi based on reviews gotcha. for gamecast for i gamecast. think this one i think this next category josh is gonna be a slam dunk for us best indie game yeah you don't even have to say Kentucky Road Zero, <laughs> factorio spelunky 2 paradise killer Creeks, Layer of the Clockwork God, Necrobarista, or Hades? Hades for me. Hades it is. Nice work. Yeah, that was an easy one. Okay, best multiplayer game. Fall Guys, Call of Duty Warzone, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Deep Rock Galactic, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, The Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, which hasn't even come out yet, uh, Moving Out, or Valorant. What was the title? The category? Best multiplayer game. Uh, Warzone? Warzone sounds good to me. I was going to pick Moving Out, but that's just because I played it with the partner, and that was pretty fun. Uh, but I think overall, Warzone's probably the better, the right pick. Probably. <laughs> Warzone it is. Okay, here we go. Time to get into some interesting areas here. Best Storytelling. The Last of Us Part 2. Ghost of Tsushima. Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition. Necrobarista. Paradise Killer. Signs of the Sojourner, If Found, and Hades. As much as I love Ghosts, I think it has to be Last of Us. Okay. That's what I think. I mean, if you just... I'm a Last of Us defender. One so look at the internet and to see how incredibly insane people got over the story tells you that they did a good job with the story. Right. Even though many people would say they did a horrible job. Josh. I know, because you didn't make the game I wanted you to make, and I hate you. <laughs> I hope you so, die. Okay. Chill out, internet. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Chill out, internet. Cool. I'm down for that. Last of Us Part 2. Best storytelling. Done. All right. Best visual design. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Spiritfarer. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm. Half-Life Alex, The Last of Us Part 2. And Final Fantasy VII Remake. I swear this isn't me sucking up to a guest. <laughs> But I would pick Hades in that category. For me, it'd be one of the first three. Either Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, or Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Um, but I, you know, if you want to go Hades, I'm totally down to go Hades. Now, here's what I would say. <laughs> What's that? I appreciate Donnie as a listener. Uh-huh. I feel like if we don't pick Ori, yeah. we're going to have Anthrax mail to our house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, though. 
I'm not, Ori's great. I'm not saying Ori's bad in any way, shape, or form. I know. I just. I'm just think, terrified. I just. <laughs> you're. T- I mean, do you do you want to do the scared vote and vote Ori? Is that no, what you're saying? I don't want to. Give- I don't want to give in to terrorism. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of a uh, way off topic. <laughs> when we were playing the Among Us, I swore Jason was uh, the imposter. And in fact, I ran to the cafeteria to call a meeting to accuse him because I walked into a room and he was just standing there doing nothing. Uh-huh. And his like monotone, okay, Josh, if that's what you think, just not only not not only did it terrify me, I I I just followed him for the rest of the next <laughs> thing because I was so terrified that he was going to kill me. <laughs> So yeah, uh, don't kill me, Danny. Uh, yeah, I, I I think Ghost is beautiful. I think Ori yeah. is beautiful. I just yeah, I really like everything about the art direction and the way that Hades looks and plays. That I agree. Uh, I'm an absolute sucker for Super Giant, yeah. so you're not gonna twist my arm. Cool, Hades, best visual design done. All right, esports game of the year: Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, League of Legends, Valorant, Fortnite. NTT IndyCar Series iRacing, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, FIFA 20, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. What is your esports game of the year, Josh? I picked Warzone because you didn't get to pick Overwatch, and I don't care about this list. <laughs> well, and Warzone isn't even on the list. It's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, that's what I, that's the one I picked. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. We can pick that. Congratulations, Dallas Empire, for winning the CDL this year. They got their, See, they got their CDL license? <laughs> they won the call it's a redundant, right? It's not a CDO license. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Mobile game of the year. Game of Thrones Tale of Crows, Lego Builder's Journey, Little Orpheus, Next Stop Nowhere, Round Guard, Bird Alone, A Monster's Expedition, If Found. I played none of these games. Yeah, the only one I played was Round Guard. So we should vote for that one. <laughs> Round Guard it is. Nice work. Round Guard was pretty fun. Uh, Nintendo Game of the Year, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Dr. Kawishima's Brain Training for Nintendo Switch, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, Paper Mario the Origami King, Super Mario Bros. 35, Ninjala, Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. I say Animal Crossing. That sounds great to me because the game I would vote is not on the list. So done. PC Game of the Year, Mm. Paradise Killer, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Hades, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Crusader Kings 3, which sounds really interesting, by the way. I'm kind of glad I probably can't play it. Uh, (laughs) Valorant, Half-Life Alex, or Death Stranding. I actually have Crusader Kings downloaded from Game Pass, and I haven't tried it yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean... I don't think my PC would run it. I still go with Hades, but that's only because... It's better than all the other games in that list. I thought you'd pick Microsoft Fight Simulator. It's a good game, but it's not accessible to everybody. All right. Hades it is. Let's go, Hades. Winning everything, hopefully. Okay, PlayStation Game of the Year. The Last of Us Part 2, Neo 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Splunky, Dreams, and Fall Guys. So I, despite all of the other categories, I I vote for Ghost of Tsushima in this category. I'm totally down with that. We can totally do that. You want to do Ghost of Tsushima? That's what I would like to do. Done. All right. Xbox Game of the Year. Tony Hawk's (laughs) Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Deep Rock Galactic. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Bleeding Edge. Oh, what a rough year for (laughs) Xbox. Minecraft, (laughs) Minecraft Dungeons. 
Wasteland 3, Yakuza 0, yeah. and tell me why. I mean, I vote for Wasteland 3. Um, okay. But I, I'm open to other votes. I would vote for, personally, Minecraft Dungeons. I thought you would, yeah. Though you could get me to vote for Yakuza 0, but I played it on PlayStation. Right. So. No, I'm okay with Minecraft Dungeons. That would be second for me on that list. Is that is that acceptable to yes. you? Yes. Okay. Minecraft Dungeons. All right. Still playing. We're almost done, everyone. I promise. Three more categories. <laughs> Still playing. Final Fantasy fourteen, Sea of Thieves. Fortnite. Apex Legends. Pokemon Go. Grand Theft Auto Online. Josh's favorite game, Player Unknowns, Battlegrounds, <laughs> Minecraft. Well, technically, I was still playing Grand Theft Auto Online. It's been a minute since we've uh-huh. had time to do that. I do love playing it with Lucas, um, but I think I have to pick Apex in that category. I'm fine with that. That's the only one of those that I even occasionally play. <laughs> All right. Studio of the Year. Mediatonic. Naughty Dog. Respawn. Paradox Development Studio, Sucker Punch, Infinity Ward, Media Molecule, or Super Giant Games. There's a lot of good cat, uh, studios on there. I I yeah. uh, I still say Respawn, but I'm wondering if that's just Apex bias. Right. I would actually say Sucker Punch. Yeah. And here's the reason why. Uh, Super Giant, not that they have not knocked it out of the park with Hades, yeah. but they've knocked it out of the park with every single one of their games. Right. Same with Naughty Dog, to me at least. Now, Mediatonic has had you know some surprise hits here, but I think for Sucker Punch, I think Ghost of Tsushima was like their coming out party. Like this, like I think that game has now put them into the top tier of like PlayStation's first party. Yeah. So for me, I think it is like that is why they're studio of the year to me. I agree with but, you. This is a game that was like way out of their wheelhouse. Like they haven't done anything like this before, at right. least to the level that they made this game. So yeah, I, I can I agree with that. They definitely yeah. should get it. So, okay, cool. And like I said, you know, Super Giant, not like victims of their own success. Like they always make good games. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, nice job. You did your thing. Congratulations. Cool. Sucker punch it is. And the final category, most wanted. Hitman 3, Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart, yeah. Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 8 Village, Deathloop, Horizon Forbidden West 2, Kerbal Space Program 2. <laughs> Sorry, just Horizon, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. The two I was reading was from Kerbal Space Program. I don't know why I did That's that. That's okay. Uh, Elden Ring, Gotham Knights, God of War Ragnarok, Starfield, and The Medium. Yeah, there's some good titles on there. There's some. There's some good titles on that list. Some There's some other ones on there. Yeah. I mean, you know mine. There's a couple very odd inclusions yeah. to me, but you know, that's okay. You know mine, so I'm, I'm interested to hear yours. I don't know you yours. You know mine. Is it really Horizon Forbidden West? Of course it is. Are you kidding me? Okay, I thought, <laughs> I didn't know if Gotham Knights would like edge in there. Uh, it definitely looks interesting, but it's not, I mean, to quote the internet, where's Batman? Like, it's not my Batman game that I've been expecting. So I'm excited okay. to play it, but well, it's not top tier. On this list, Ratchet & Clank or Rift Apart is my number one. Yeah. But Horizon would be my number two. Okay. So if we, we can totally vote Horizon. Yeah, I think we should do that. <laughs> okay, Horizon Forbidden West it is. Yeah. All right, so there you go. That is our our votes for the Golden Joysticks. Uh, they announced these, I think, in November, the winners, I think is when it is. Uh, so be on the lookout. Obviously, we'll probably cover the winners when it happens, and I won't remember what we had voted for, <laughs> but it'll be great no matter what. Awesome, awesome. So that was my third topic, which means it is time for our newest segment, Prediction <laughs> Time. Josh, what is going to be announced on Monday? 
you know, the day between when we record this and when this gets posted. What's going to be the big news of Monday? Uh, Cyberpunk is getting delayed. Ooh, that's a good one. That's actually what mine was going to be. <laughs> darn you, darn you, darn you. Uh, mine is going to be that... You can have the same prediction. It's okay if we have the same one. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it could be. Uh, there's going to be a new announcement of a studio that Microsoft bought, <laughs> but I don't know who it is. But that's my prediction. That might just be my prediction for like the next three months. Just to You'll eventually us. land it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right no questions this week which is totally fine everyone was super excited about uh our guest for next week which is most of what our tweets were which is great no issues there at all so we're going to move on to our well-rounded life recommendations obviously we're a gaming podcast but we want to leave you with one thing we're currently into that is helping us live that well-rounded life josh take it away hey so the chef show season two came out i did also watch your last week's recommendation to completion mm -hmm. i really yeah. enjoyed it I, and i hesitate to say the full name uh, american barbecue, barbecue showdown. showdown there we go i was gonna say challenge yeah uh, that was really good i enjoyed it um um chef show were you okay with the winner at the end uh, uh yeah, that's exactly how i felt <laughs> so anyway it was fine i mean yeah you know there's clearly there was one clear winner um yeah. consistently two throughout the, the finals, show i I would have picked the other person, but that's fine. It is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, so Chef Show Season 2 it might be confusing because they decided to do volumes for Season 1. Yeah. So I believe there's three volumes in Season 1, and now we have Season and think, 2. And it, but is it, doesn't it say Season 2, Volume 1? It might say Season 2, Volume 1. Um, it probably says that, yeah. So yeah. at least Season 2, probably Volume 1, is now out on Netflix. I consumed it all in one day. I love that. <laughs> I watched it like a day yeah. or a day and a half. I love yeah. that show to death. And you really see, even I think Roy comments, like you see how much better at cooking John's getting. And yeah. it's just very impressive to watch. And, I, and I'm constantly learning. Like, I don't know that necessarily the intention of the show is to teach us learning, like to teach us how to cook, teach us learning. What a weird sentence. Not to teach us how to cook, but I'm constantly getting ideas and in learning new ways to cook things or cut things or prepare things or store things. Um, but that's not what the show is about. The show is really just kind of about, um, they have this just really solid foundation on like the root of cooking and where it has come from. And, mm -hmm. and they don't just go to a place to show you them cooking unless they're like revisiting a restaurant from like a earlier episode. Right. They're going and they're talking to the owners and they're talking to about why they do it and what they do and where they came from and how they learn these recipes. And then, uh, you know, like there was a part where like John Favreau had to yell, like not yell at him. He was like, hey, is it, I'm doing this wrong. Tell me. Don't wear right. kid clothes. Like, I don't want to mess up your food. This is like your right. livelihood. Like, and the guy was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're messing it up. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just really good and it's very well filmed and there's just my favorite as much as I love when they go to all these places my favorite parts are when it's just Roy and John and John's kitchen and the two mm -hmm. of them are cooking together and that's where like John's really learning. Yeah. Um and also he's learning to be like um, I don't want to say experimental, but like to trust his instincts or try new things. He's always asking yeah. Roy questions and he's like, just do it. 
John, just do it. Like, just do it. Or uh, you messed that up. Come over here. Look, like, it's really <laughs> like a training grounds too. So um, I really enjoy it. That first episode that at the milk bar, they really like set the bar super high for yeah, the rest of really the season. Um, so yeah, the chef show, easy recommendation. Uh, you should watch it, period. Yeah, you should. It's great. I agree. I watched it as well. I honestly watched it all in like a day like you did. And I honestly kind of forgot I watched it this week. <laughs> like otherwise it probably would have been my recommendation too. Because uh, I, I absolutely love that show. I devour it when it comes out. It's so darn good. Um, yeah. W- just one thing I want to say really quick. Because I do like the that you pointed out that often Roy tells John just like just, just do it. Just try it. Because I think as someone who really enjoys cooking like I do. I sometimes get super caught up in like, well, how much does this call for in the recipe? Yeah. And like really trying to, and it's like, just, just do it. Just see how it goes. And if it doesn't go great, that's fine. Like think about why it didn't go great and adjust and change for the next time. Like it's not necessarily super important to be like one tablespoon of this, half a teaspoon of that. Like who cares? Just put some stuff in there, put it together <laughs> and, and hopefully it'll taste good. And if it doesn't, like you'll have learned like why you don't do what you just did. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, my recommendation, also on Netflix, uh, a show I'm sure no one has ever watched or heard of. I'm a little behind the ball on this one. <laughs> ball. <laughs> uh, the Last Dance on Netflix, talking about Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the 90s. I'm someone who, not a huge basketball fan anymore. Apparently, the NBA Finals are going on right now. Who knew? Yep. <laughs> um, but in the 90s, I was definitely an NBA fan uh, and someone who watched a lot of basketball, followed a lot of basketball, played a lot of basketball. Uh, so kind of watching this show finally on Netflix, which I know everyone was watching it like a year ago and was on ESPN and they loved it. Uh, it's been really interesting. And even if you aren't super into basketball, I think if you just like a sports in general, team sports in general, uh, but also just kind of the idea about like the economics of sports, there's a lot of really interesting, thoughtful insights into that on there. Uh, so I think it's really good. You should definitely check it out. The Last Dance on Netflix. I'm sure most of you have already seen it, but if you haven't, Definitely check it out. Uh, one other thing I wanted to shout out really quick to friend of the show, William Herkovitz, has a new article on Popular Mechanics about the three-time Diplomacy World Champion, Andrew Goff. Uh, it is behind a paywall, so you do have to have Popular Mechanics or a subscription to Popular Mechanics. Um, but if you do, definitely check it out. William's a heck of a writer um, and a really good friend of the show, so please do support him and check that out if you have the opportunity. Uh, but yeah, just make sure you kind of are looking for that. Josh, what do you say we wrap this up? What a great idea. Thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash board with Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag all of our stuff with hashtag board with Fiji. So please use that hashtag as well in all social media and whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is whether you're downloading us from the PSVG feed, the Dice Tower Network feed, or our very own standalone board with video games feed. Speaking of William Herkovitz, William was generous enough to donate to my extra life campaign, which I am extremely grateful for. I will be participating in Extra Life 2020. This will be my second year uh, doing it. Last year, we I participated with Kevin Austin from Play Some Video Games, and we actually drove to Rome, New York together to participate in this huge conglomerate of gamers for Phoenix Overdrive. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, 
we will not be doing that this year. However, um, Kevin, myself, Devin from place from PSXP, Garrett from Nintendo Shack, Nathan, formerly of the Xbox Empire, always from That's Entertaining. Um, and we have one of Nathan's friends whose name is escaping me. We are all working on behalf of play some video games this year. Next year, we'll probably return to Phoenix Overdrive. I'm not sure. Assuming the world's in a better place. Um, that being said, I would greatly appreciate any donation. I'm not kidding. A dollar is even a big help. Um, I have a pinned tweet on my Twitter um, at Josh Bones. Uh, I'm, I'll make sure to be tweeting at least once a week leading up to November 7th when I will be doing it in my own house. Um, while my child is home and my wife, uh, I will be locking myself in this room. Um, I'll only be streaming on my PC, so I'm probably so I'm going to leave my consoles in the living room. So uh, that being said, if people want to play some games with me, uh, it will be 24 hours straight, starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday, November 7th, until 10 a.m. Sunday, November 8th. So if you want to play some games, let me know. I'll make sure to install those games. Uh, consider buying them if I don't have them, but I do have Game Pass, so I have plenty of games to pick from. Uh, but I'm I'm willing and happy to play games with people who want to participate, and you can also donate during that day as well. I would like to hit my goal before then, but anything over my goal is nice. I think I'm currently at $185 on a goal of $300. Uh, last year, I was able to surpass my goal. I hope to do that again this year, but um, I am doing it on behalf of Boston Children's Hospital, uh, which is uh, definitely in need of some donations after this year and what everyone's gone through, and I know everyone really is in need of that. So if you can help, i love it. If not, I would love your support regardless, whether it's a retweet, a like, or you show up on the day of when I stream on Twitch. So thanks for your time hearing this plug, which I will try not to do too many times as we're doing our plugs. Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me in all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have any suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. Remember, next week is probably going to be a lot of talk about Hades. So if you have questions about <laughs> Hades, let us know. Uh, and remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming.